The following is based on true events. Names have been changed in order to protect all involved. Impending excitement. Immense confusion. Some of the words that come to mind when describing what it felt like being in the closet two years ago when I was a junior at Santa Lopez. Coming out was and still is, new and overwhelming. I didn't even stop to think about how my actions were affecting others. Can you blame me though? I had just scratched some stranger's car. And I swear on gay baby Jesus that Nick's face lit up with that same glow from our morning rendezvous when Phoebe fondled his shirt collar. My favorite question that I ask myself by the minute, is he gay? Ugh, it wasn't like I was also running away from... As Gage put it, impending military school, my parents, everything. Class A nut job, Bruce O'Day. Ready for liftoff, world. When I arrived at Cupid Zero, I couldn't wait to get everything off my chest. Stephanie, love, what's the plan for me crashing at your pad for a few days until Crazy Pants over here figures out his life? Andy, Tell me which boy had sex eyes for you at school today. Matt, would you like to share anything with the class? No? We'll see about that in five years, Matthew. Hey, guys. Just interrupting a youth meeting with mostly people I had never met in attendance. Wow. Don't mind the village idiot passing through. Great way to start my runawaycation. <laughs> After the meeting ended... Everyone had drinks and snacks with Billy Elliot on in the background. <laughs> Stephanie was in her office. Hi, I'm wondering how much it would cost to book your banquet room for an LGBT youth group dance this Saturday night? Five grand? Wow. Okay, then. Matt and Andy told me about Miss Jorgensen's threat for us to cancel fall ball, and no one knew what was inside that package she dropped on Stephanie's desk. That's a bit out of budget for me. I just need some time to think it over. I'll get back to you. Hey, Bruce, what's up? Are you okay, Stephanie? I heard about the venue and how it fell through. Yeah, everything's great. So, Diana's cooking dinner tonight. Dinner should be ready at 7. Diana? My girlfriend. Oh, got it. Um, I actually have plans b before coming over. Oh, Come in, Matt. Hey, Bruce. Andy and I are picking up cookies for the gang if you want us to pick one up for you. Ready to get your mouthgasm on, Bruce? Andy! What? Oh, uh, thank you, but I'm actually leaving in a minute. I have a thing with this boy friend who's a boy. He. Him. Boy friend? So I may have confirmed yes. I mean, two people hooking up means they are together together, even if they don't verbally establish it, right? Oh my gay Beyonce deets, girl. What do his lips taste like? Andy! Sorry, girl, my filter is extra down today. <sighs> I didn't know you had a boyfriend, Bruce. What's his name? He's just some dude. No one, no one special. <sighs> this was supposed to be a chill night. Go to Cupid's, then Jamcalf. Okay, everyone, let's not interrogate Bruce for literally being the worst right now. I had to change the subject. 
So, if they have a peanut butter cookie, can you haul at your homeboy? Homeboy? Huh. Good one, Bruce. <laughs> and, of course, my mom calling was naturally the inevitable of all inevitables. Sorry, Mom. Now is not a good time. Can you all give me and Bruce a minute? Please? Matt looked upset. I didn't know why at the time. And Andy just looked like a child who was being ordered to put his gay G.I. Joe and Butch Barbie bull haircut away. I'm not through with you, lover boy. What exactly did your parents say? Did you tell them that you don't want to go to boarding school? <sighs> I'm assuming you haven't told them anything. Moving in with me, am I correct? Stephanie, I got into this car accident, and I think... Uh, oh my god, are you okay? Everyone's fine, but there are a few scratches, and this girl saw it. I think the cops are after me, and my mom gave me her debit card after she gave me the safe sex talk. Well, actually, it was more alluded to. I won't see the light of day after today. So this movie that... Carnival. F fundraiser, actually. Why lie about that? I looked away. She couldn't be that attuned to people. You're afraid we'd ask to come. You don't want to mix your new gay friends in with your mostly straight world. No hard feelings. I won't tell anyone about your lie. Is there anything else? Any more lies? Besides that Nick and I are not technically boyfriends? No. Why don't we go for a little drive? There's this boy, though. Nick. I'm supposed to see him later tonight and help out with the fundraiser. I'll make sure we'll be back in time, then. I had never seen Stephanie this pissed off before. No one hated my toxic behavior more so than me. How can I describe the tenderloin? Very visible homeless population. Many people throughout our attics. Mental illness is prevalent. San Francisco's Skid Row. So, way back when, I thought that I knew better than my parents. When all they wanted was to love and support me. Problem was, I used to be closed off. Never talk about what I was feeling or going through. Like you. I ran away from home when I was just 18. I moved to L.A. just to get away from here. I was a prostitute. Started dating this older guy. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know what to say. I tried not to look at Stephanie differently, but I, I couldn't help it. I didn't know you dated guys. Yeah, I'm pansexual. Pan what? I'm attracted to people, regardless of gender. Oh. She turned to a group of scantily clad hookers. One of them might have been wearing a bathrobe and hair looking like Medusa's. That was me. When I was just a few years older than you. Whoa. <laughs> so, are you saying I'll turn into some go-go boy or drug addict if I run away from home? No, Bruce. I'm trying to tell you that the world is a difficult place and you're nowhere near ready to be out on your own. Okay. Uh, can we just go back now? Please. Don't be upset with me. I'm just tired.
tired of people trying to tell me what to do. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm giving you invaluable advice in order to steer you away from the wrong path. So, in my case, what, what's the right path? I don't have an answer for you. But I think the first step is telling your parents that you don't want to go to this Christian science boarding school, which you haven't done. I haven't met them, but it seems like they want what's best for you. Closing yourself off and not talking about how you really feel is an awful feeling. I know. Been there, done that. No, I, I can't talk to them. Why? Uh, I don't want to talk about this right now. Where are you going? I, I don't know. Please get back in, Bruce. Let me drive you. Uh, I never should have asked you for your help. You're just like my parents. <sighs> I just started walking. No direction in particular was somehow making my way towards Barnes and Nobles. Attracted to books the same way a flea is attracted to fecal matter, I guess. I called Nick, vented my problems as if he's some jock priest. I, I don't know what to do now, Nick. Stephanie's pushing me to talk with my parents. I think that offer about seeing their place is flushed down the toilet. Well, you think on whose toilet you're running to next? You want to come with me to Kirsten's church group thing tonight? My brain is migrating at the mention of church, so... You can get there early. You know, if you catch my drift. Just you and me in a holy, abandoned church parking lot. To be honest, I never wanted to arrive early to church until this exact moment. I took a taxi from the city back down to Cupid's to pick up my car. Yeah, I felt bad about using my mom's card, but I figured I'd drop it back off to her before the end of the night. Not sure how. After I had arrived at church and was walking towards Nick, I reached for his hands when... Hail Satan! Oh, Renato. Hi! Ignore him. We were in church. Just me, Kirsten, Renato, and Nick. A little Wednesday night testimony meeting to turn this on-the-run boys night around. So now is the testimony part of the meeting. So feel free to share any feelings you've had or anything you're grateful for. Woo! <laughs> yes, Renato? <laughs> Just the sound I make when I pre-grateful brainstorm, Kirsten. Anyone like to start? I'm grateful that all our happiness comes from God and no other source, whether I'm painting or if I'm somewhere I don't want to be in the moment. I'm glad to know that God is always there to catch us if we fall. Me too. Care to share, Stud? I'm grateful that God is ever-present. Nick looked lost. It was a bit of a turn-on. Who's teaching who how to egg-beater in a pool now, Nick? In Christian science, we believe that God and his love are ever-present. When it seems like we're alone and fighting personal battles, we're not. Because he's there with us. Got it. I'm grateful for Lincoln Park and WWE. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> wow. 
Okay. After our little Christian science powwow. Anyone got a cigarette? I know, I'm like, so French. Right, right, Bruce? Hot, Renato. I meant French accents in general are hot. I wasn't saying, I'm not saying I'm attracted to you. I think you're good looking, of of course. (laughs) Thanks, man. I think you're hot too. So joking, (laughs) but but not really. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, I love joking, right, Nick? We should get going or else I won't be hearing the end of it from slave driver Joel. Oh, right. You want to ride to Jamcalf, Kirsten? Oh, no thanks. I'm not good with rides. Renato's driving me home. Hail Satan! <laughs> he was asking if you wanted a ride to Jamcalf, not if you liked carnival rides. Oh! You don't have to go on any of the rides. Plus, Bruce and I are doing a show. We're both in it. Thanks, but I have a math test I need to study for. She then turned to me with that look. I had never seen her look more like my mom when she was mad at me, or maybe a big sister. Also, angry. So, Bruce, what's up? You going to boarding school or not? Uh, about that? I'm still working on fleshing out those deets. Thank you so much for asking. Ugh. And here we are now, folks, with making this about me. So, maybe I can crash with you for a few days, Kirsten, while I sort out all this boarding school fiasco. Really, Bruce? You're now asking Kirsten if you can move in with her? That was harsh, Nick. Uh, It's fine. I I deserved it. Sorry, but come on. It just seems like a very last-minute request. Sorry, Kirsten. Nick's right. That was rude. I'm not thinking clearly. No, don't worry about it. Bruce, I'm sorry. You know I would, but it's just me plus three bodies in a small apartment. It sounds like you really don't want to go to boarding school. Why not just tell your parents that? Because I can't. Maybe it's because they're too religious or I'm exactly like my dad and never talk about how I'm feeling or... How I'm a guy and guys never show their goddamn feelings, ever. Or, it could be a number of reasons. Great. Secrets out. I'm crazy. Yeah, we should really get going. Our performance is in two hours and Joel has the whip around us about a last-minute rehearsal. See you at school tomorrow, Kirsten? See you tomorrow, Nick. She turned to me, but I slid into Nick's shotgun before she could address me. I wanted to cry, ugly cry, because I hated myself for being the worst friend ever to Kirsten. She deserved better. Although we had a time constraint, that didn't stop Nick from coercing me into his back seat. There he was, in his Calvin Kleins. Okay, I see you, Nick. You David Beckham admirer, and me and my Batman briefs. Nice Batmobile, Bruce Wayne. Thanks, Robin. He gave me a look, smiled. Before I knew it, we were just lying there, 
in each other's arms, covered in sweat, after the intimacy. My adrenaline started shooting through the roof as I heard pedestrians talking as they walked by us. I suddenly remembered we were still in a freaking church parking lot. As he rubbed my chest, uh, it was my mom calling. Answer it. No. Answer it. No. Answer your phone, Bruce. Hello? Bruce, where are you? I'm at the beach, Mom. The beach? Why on earth are you at the beach? I needed to clear my head. I kind of got this boarding school invite dropped on me. That's where you've been the past three hours? Why haven't you answered my calls or texts? I told you. I've had a lot in my mind. The police called and said that you hit another car. Get home right this instant. No. Get home right now! I wanted to disappear. Walk through platform nine and three quarters into Cupid's Arrow at Hogwarts. Someplace far away from this awful reality. But where I could just be myself. But... Nick was more than just some sexy wizard I was hooking up with. He grabbed my phone and hung up. Bruce, it's okay. Here. He started to text his mom while letting me watch. It read, Hey mom, I have a friend who just got kicked out of his home for being gay. Is it okay if he stays with us? Really? You're outing me to your mom? Uh, thank you would suffice. Thank you. So, to hide whatever the hell Nick and I had going on, he dropped me off at the local Albertsons across the street from the carnival. Let me clarify. It was the alleyway entrance behind the grocery, and there was now an 18-wheeler blocking us. God forbid a truck driver see us. I guess this is what it had come to. I was fuming. It's easier if you just drop me off in the parking lot. Can you just get out here, please? Okay, chill out. It's like you... What? It's like you're embarrassed to be seen by me. You don't even want to be seen with me in public. Not even as friends. I I hate it, Nick. Would I have asked my mom to let you stay with me and my sister if I felt embarrassed to be seen with you? But it's like you're picking and choosing who you introduce me to. Jesus, can we talk about this later? We're late, and you know how Joel is. Boy, do I ever. He reached to grab my hand, but I wasn't feeling it. I started to feel really down. I had no longer wanted to go to this stupid carnival. After I walked away. He got a text from his mom, but I was already out of earshot by the time he told me a response. I was over it. God. The missed call started to feel like a credit card bill's piling up, just feeling like some tax evader as I looked at them. And the unread texts, all for my parents, Stephanie, as I caffeinated my brain cells via scarfing down some espresso milkshake, I started to type, Not going to boarding school. Staying with a friend for a few nights. I hovered my fingers over the send button. Yeah, so Nick already asked me to junior prom. My parents are going to be gone that night too, so we'll have the whole house to ourselves. 
It's like everybody wants me pregnant. Ugh. Here I was struggling to make the right decision, and lo and behold, no problems in the world, Phoebe was passing around a vodka bottle with her minions. We were still inside Pete's coffee as she confessed these thirst trap fantasies about Nick. Oh my god, what is he wearing? She was now talking about my outfit, of course. Middle fingers raised at you, girl, in my head, only, of course. And that's when I saw Nick pull up. Phoebe drunk stumbled out of the coffee shop and into his car. Seeing them kiss made my stomach lurch. I wanted to leave this place. So I walked into the alleyway behind Albertsons and cried because that's when I realized life isn't a fairy tale. How else could I just leave this all behind? I opened my phone, erased that old text, then started to type a new one. I'd like to go to Robur. I think it'll be a good experience. Hitting send. So I skipped Jamcap and went home instead. There were all these calls and texts from Nick, but I felt so empty and broken. I didn't even bother looking at them. When I walked home, my parents were sitting on the couch. Mom told me you were just going to the store. I'm sorry. I haven't been thinking clearly and just needed a few hours to breathe, but uh, I'm ready. I want to go to Rubber. The truth was, I didn't really want to go. Maybe because I didn't care as much about religion as my parents did. This was their suggestion to fix my depression, which we'd always refer to as unhappiness. My brain and heart were just so in the gutter. I couldn't think straight. Side effects of being a teenager, not fully finding my people, my niche, being in the closet, suffering from depression. I didn't have a clear reason as to why I said yes, and to this day, still don't. The police called about you hitting another car. What happened? Oh, right. Nick's thirst trap photo that distracted me. Hmm, how can I put this? I looked at my dad. I still was not to him. Uh, sorry, I, I was tired. You seemed fine at lunch. I, I don't know. It, it just hit me. Okay, we'll take care of the car. But you need to call us immediately if that ever happens again. Are we clear? Yes, Mom. <laughs> As a result of your actions, we'll be taking your phone... And you won't have your car at Rober. How am I supposed to call anyone? They have landlines in the dorm. I thought Mom and I were driving there. Your mom was recently hired at a law firm in the city and is starting her new job tomorrow. Something we would have celebrated if you had been home for dinner. (sighs) Like I thought we had talked about. I was more than ready to leave. Get away from all of this. The faster I could hop on a plane, the better. Congrats on your new job, Mom. When do I leave? There's a morning flight. Or if you wanted to stay here a few extra days, say goodbye to your friends. United said they could change it to Saturday. No, it's fine. I could leave first thing in the morning. I couldn't even find the spirit of Pet Oreo. 
That's how much of a rut I was in. I should finish packing. All right, sweetheart. It felt like I was heading towards this downward spiral, exactly like that Nine Inch Nails album. Why didn't Nick say anything about Phoebe? Maybe the Albertsons dumpster was the appropriate send-off. I felt slightly bad for not showing up to the carnival performance, but they would manage. What hurt most was not saying goodbye to Kirsten. What if we never talked again? That thought hurt more than any of Leo's misguided career missteps. Box office bombs. Feeling down, I naturally popped in Kylie Minogue's Fever CD as I packed. That made things better, temporarily. Then there was a missed call and text from Nick that night, which I wouldn't see for several weeks. Sorry, babe. Wish it could have worked out for us. <sighs> it was time to run away from all my frustrations. Goodbye, Santa Lopez, San Mateo. Time for a new chapter to start fresh. Cupid's Arrow was created, produced, edited, and written by Eddie Gaspard. Artwork designed by Shay Ricketts. Starring Aaron Crennan, Jake Clements, Kareem Ferguson, Emily Torres, McKizzy Trent, Tammy Elfasi, Susanna Kim, Grant Gracehyper, Victor Torres, Chase Clements, and Joshua Myers. Cupid's Arrow is a production of Eddie Gaspard Productions.